What's up, everybody? I'm Clay Travis. She is Kelly Stewart. It is the fade, ready to make you guys a lot of money, hopefully, as we are now into conference title game week in college football, plus Army-Navy and NFL Week 13 action. And Kelly, let's start right here, actually. Um, the, rate, uh, the rankings just came down Tuesday. And as I look at the odds market uh, for winning a national championship, I'm going to hit you with some of these and get your reaction on it. But as I prepare to pull these up and I hit you with these uh, these national title odds markets, do you pay a lot of attention to how they are ranking uh, all of these different teams in terms of national championship odds? Or do you just kind of look more at the schedule? Do you factor in how the committee's going to rank? Because I'll give you a couple of examples here. Um, as I am looking right now, uh, not surprised, Michigan, Georgia, top two, basically dead even, just under two to one. Oregon's five to one. Texas is 10 to one. Alabama, 12 to one. And then you got Washington, 25 to one. Florida State, 30 to one. And then Ohio State is 80 to one. And I don't even understand really how Iowa's even on this board, but they are 100 to one. So when you look at, uh, at at the metrics here, do you factor in and think at all for national championship ratings based on how the committee is is ranking? Because Ohio State, for instance, and Alabama and Texas would seem to have some peril because they potentially could all win their games. Uh, Ohio State obviously doesn't have one, but Alabama and Texas could win, and we could end up with somebody not being able to compete for a championship based on how they're ranked. Do you pay attention to that? No, Clay, not at all, actually. I never pay attention to any of the rankings because the coaches and the AP writers don't know anything. You know who knows everything? Vegas. That's who should be in charge of this. I think our good friend Todd Furman tweeted about it the other day in regards to if Vegas got to decide who should get in, FSU would probably be left standing out in the rain, unfortunately, because they would be Double-digit dogs to the aforementioned three teams. That would be Georgia. We know they're double-digit dogs to Oregon in the Pac-12 championship this weekend. And Michigan. Uh, Texas, close enough to second. Uh, they'd be pretty much underdogs to everybody except for FSU. Those are the types of things I look at, Clay. Unfortunately, as it stands today, there's no value in betting the college football playoff to me, the national championship. It would actually be more profitable for you to roll your bet over instead of betting some of these numbers at, you know, two to one or six to one. Uh, okay, I'm going to give you some small school title games. I'll see if you have any strong leans on these. I'm taking my guy Jamie Chadwell and Liberty to beat New Mexico State by double digits. Uh, I have got also Boise State UNLV. Um, I'm taking UNLV at home plus the points. Remember, Boise State fired their coach. Uh, I have got the over in SMU Tulane. Uh, those are the non-power conference uh, games, conference title games that I am betting. Again, Liberty, UNLV, and the SMU Tulane over. Uh, do you like any of those? Do you like any of the non-power five conference titles that are taking place this weekend any that you are betting I cannot believe you don't love Jerry Kill and his almost perfect record against the spread and getting 10 and a half here look I think 
New Mexico State is the better team here, really more well-rounded. But I would agree with you. I think Liberty does end up winning this game, but I think it's going to be an absolute utter nail-biter. You and I are head-to-head, actually, on Boise State UNLV. I like this Boise State team a lot. UNLV's defense is a liability. We've seen it a few times this year. I took San Jose State last weekend, if you remember, plus two and a half, and UNLV's defense got torched. I think it could happen again here. But, you know, maybe UNLV was looking ahead to this one. That being said, the Broncos have won six straight against the Rebels. I like Boise State. I laid the two here. Uh, All right. Uh, Let's go into the Power Five. Oregon minus the points against Washington. This is, just to remind everybody, a Friday night game. Uh, I am on Oregon. I think they win this game by double digits. Yes, they lost earlier in the year to Washington. I think college football fans are going to have to learn what NFL fans learned long ago, which is games can have wildly divergent outcomes as everybody plays uh, each other in the division a couple of times in the NFL. Uh, I like the way Bo Nix is playing. I like the way Oregon is playing. Washington has avoided disaster narrowly uh, several times in the last five or six weeks. Are you taking Oregon minus the big number here, Kelly? I'm not. I'm going to take the even more disgusting bet, and that's the under 66, Clay. I agree with you here. Oregon has made complete and utter strides since losing that game to Washington. And I first kind of thought maybe Washington was just a little disinterested. But I think they might be a little fraudulent. And that's what this line is telling me here with the nine and a half. I'm not going to lay it on a neutral with Oregon here. Washington has some really great abilities. We did love Michael Penix Jr. And then all of a sudden, we kind of fell off and everybody became in love with Bo Nix. I wouldn't be surprised to see something kind of crazy down to the wire here. But I'm looking for solid defenses, which is not something you expect from these two. Everybody's expecting a track meet. I'm hopefully expecting a snooze fest. Let's call it 31-21 final. Take the under. Uh, okay, you know the Big 12 because you are a long-suffering Kansas State Wildcat fan. Uh, Oklahoma <laughs> State at Texas. It's fair to say long-suffering, right? Uh, I'm, okay, listen, here I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to clear the air here. I actually had a conversation with a very prominent man at K-State last week, right? They're hearing rumblings. Lots of kids are in the transfer portal right now. Uh, I'm hearing rumblings that the offensive coordinator might be going elsewhere. And I said, don't let the door hit you, you know, on the way out. Because K-State is a great job. There's a lot of loyalty. And Bill Snyder created that sentiment. He also created the sentiment in losing games like they did on my birthday to Iowa State. So these are kind of things I've come to expect. You know how you get disappointed in life play? You set your expectations too high. I do not set my expectations high with this Wildcats team. Um. Okay. With that in mind, Texas is over a two-touchdown favorite now. Um, I am playing, and this number I see has ticked out in a big way, or not a big way, a couple of points since I bet it. I took the over because I think Mike Gundy is going to put some points up. I think he'll play loosey-goosey because they're such a big underdog. I'm not sold on Texas because Texas in big games has had a tendency over the last 15 or so years to sometimes fall flat on its face. How would you play Oklahoma State-Texas in the Big 12 title game? I actually don't hate this over either, Clay. I mean, look at Oklahoma State's defense. They've given up a ton of points to crappy teams named Houston and BYU over the last two weeks. Uh, But I am going to take it. 
Mike Gundy as an underdog, he is solid. And so I'm getting probably 15, 15 and a half, maybe even 16 at this point, looking at the odd screen. I liked it at two touchdowns and the hook. I understand what we've seen from Texas, and they have become much more well-rounded since Quinn Ewers came back and is healthy and Xavier Worthy is healthy. But you're absolutely right. When the hunter becomes the hunted, and that is Texas, is now being hunted by a, you said loosey-goosey, I say a free-spirited Oklahoma State team with absolutely nothing to lose. I think this one could come down to the wire. I don't think Texas is going to lose this game, but two over two touchdowns is too many points for me. Um, in a neutral environment in Arlington, it is going to be absolutely packed. Remember, Oklahoma State, as an underdog, has been very great this year. I took them in a couple of different spots, most notably uh, in the the uh, rivalry game versus Oklahoma. I took the almost a touchdown there, and it was absolutely no sweat. This team is finally playing like we kind of thought that they would to start the season, but you mentioned that defense, they can be a liability. So your over is probably a much better play. Okay, so biggest game of Saturday, I would say, Georgia-Bama. Bama barely survives against Auburn. This happened in 2021. Georgia was rolling in. Bama upset them. Now, Georgia came back to win the title in the national championship game. Uh, but this line, I think, you've got the odd screen in front of you. It's now ticked out to Georgia six and a half is what I'm seeing right now in a lot of places. Uh, the line had come all the way down to three and a half before, uh, you know, it started at six and a half, came back down to three and a half. Now it's back to around six and a half. I'm taking Alabama because Nick Saban rarely gets to play the underdog card because this seems eerily similar to me to what happened in 2021. Uh, and because... As much as Georgia has been rolling, um, they haven't really been in that many super tight games against teams with similar talent levels. I think Bama, Bama, every bit is good. Now, I'm not sold on Bama at wide receiver. I think their skill maker, skill position players are lesser than what we have gotten used to. Uh, but I think Carson Beck could uh, have a little bit of a rough game. Jalen Milrow has the potential to kill you both with his legs and his arms. Uh, so what would you say? How are you playing this one? Clay, I wanted to love Alabama so bad. You mentioned that game in 2021. I said right then and there, I said, how are you not going to take Nick Saban as an underdog? Then I turned right around and bet Georgia in the national championship game. A little contradictory there, but happy to go 2-0 in those two games because this is a long-standing rivalry. These teams hate each other. They're going to beat the crap out of each other for four quarters. The Bulldogs' defense is the one caveat that I kind of have worried here, right? Jalen Milrow, as you mentioned, dual-threat quarterback. But this is by far the best defense he's seen all year, and that concerns me. So I will say this on talking out of both sides of my mouth. If the Tide turned the ball over, this would also benefit me, which is what we saw them do uh, last weekend versus Auburn. Alabama's off for offense has performed well enough that I feel comfortable taking the over here. I think we might see track meet between these two. Now, I know prior SEC championship games have been kind of snooze fest, uh, but I do think Alabama has the speed. Georgia has the speed. I think we're seeing over 55 points here. Uh, okay, let's go into uh, 
Uh, let's go to Michigan-Iowa. This is a super weird line. Uh, Michigan out to like a 22-and-a-half point favorite, yet the over-under sticking right at 34-and-a-half. Uh, I know Iowa unders have been a gold mine all year. I'm taking the over here. I, I think that Michigan gets out, makes some plays, changes the pace of this game a bit, and I'm just not willing to bet on something like a 28-3 to final. I think that Iowa will make a couple of plays. Michigan might rest some people. What am I missing here? I'm on the over. Do you like either one of these sides? Yeah, I definitely don't like the under. That is for sure. It scares me. Look, I mean, could Michigan put up 35 themselves? Absolutely. This offense with Blake Corum has produced so many yards over the last few weeks. Last year, they still put up, they put up 133 yards um, versus Michigan or versus Iowa in Iowa last season. I would not be surprised to see this over hit. I was kind of in a conundrum. I'm like 23 and a half, 35 and a half. Make these numbers make sense. But I think the bookmakers know that people want to bet this Iowa under. I'm just not sure where this offense is going to come from, from Iowa. And that's what concerns me. But I do think it could easily be a 28-10 game. Everybody's standing there with their jaw on the floor trying to figure out why Michigan didn't cover and why the game went over. No doubt. Uh, all right, let's go into uh, this is tough. You got a brand new quarterback. You're breaking everything down as a result. I'm taking Florida State minus two and a half is the number I got against Louisville. College football playoff rankings come out. They have Florida State at number four overall. That suggests that they would be in if they win. Uh, Louisville coming off of a tough loss in a rivalry game uh, against Kentucky. Which side do you like here in what is likely to be, frankly, not a great environment in the ACC championship game. No, it definitely isn't, Clay. And this one's tough for me. I didn't end up getting to the window with either side. You saw last week I gave out Kentucky. I said they can win outright. They did because that was a play against Louisville looking ahead. Honestly, I'm still floored that I didn't get a cash at least Florida plus six and a half, let alone Florida money line in that game. I know. we got. That's a tough, that was a tough L we took on that one, to be honest. That, that was really painful. And so I'm trying to look at this game objectively, right? You, I bet against both of these teams last week, and it's very tough, right? We're going to say this is going to be an interesting one. I think it's going to come down to the wire. I don't blame people for laying the two and a half here with Florida State coming off that hard-fought rivalry game. Louisville, again, though, maybe they're primed for a bounce back. We've seen Jeff Brom have some of those weird games that they're not supposed to lose, that they lose everywhere he's ever coached so we'll see no Jordan Travis obviously uh for Florida State we'll see if Roadmaker can do just enough to get them an ACC championship all right last one last regular season game of the year Army Navy have you ever been to Army Navy before Kelly uh, yeah I went last year it was honestly a great time luckily I got to spend half of it in a suite because I was freezing. Yeah. Uh, but the overtime was really exciting. Unfortunately, it was in the other end zone. And they finally cashed in over. So I was happy to get to see that one in person. All right. I'm coming back in on the under, which has been the trend of Army-Navy for years and years now. Uh, the number is low, as a lot of the unders have been so far this year. I'm going to take the under. I've been fortunate, I think, to beat to four or five different Army-Navy games. I've been to a bunch at this point. Um, and uh, 
it is an incredible sports bucket list if you haven't done it already. How are you playing Army-Navy, Kelly? I haven't decided yet, Clay, but I don't know if I have the guts to bet this under. Historically, these unders have been money, as you mentioned. This one is very, very low. I will say this. The dog has been very good in the last 10, covered eight of the last 10, won six of those outright. Uh, so I might be looking towards that side, but as of right now, if you like the under, you better bet it soon. If you like the over, just sit back and wait. I went ahead and bet it. Obviously, that is next weekend, um, but that's the last college football game of the year, so I wanted to go ahead and hit it now. We'll probably hit it again next week as well. All right, uh, anything else, conference title game weekend, anything else standing out uh, to you that uh, that we should hit here, Kelly? Yeah, I did take the six and a half with App State early in the week. It's down to six in most spots. This App State team has been exceptionally scrappy, and I've really enjoyed them. If you just remember, they got the nice outright win um, in James Madison. I think that this is too many points for this team. Now, Troy, I had the pleasure of seeing, as you mentioned, as a long-suffering K-State fan. I got to see them uh, early in the season. They do have the ability to make some explosive plays. That is kind of a concern for me here with this App State defense. But I do like the points here. I think this is going to be a last last team to score wins, whether that's App State winning outright or Troy getting the cover. Let's hope it's the uh, the first one here. I'm looking at a Troy team who needed a Hail Mary last year, if you guys remember watching this game. And I'm going to go ahead and say that App State hasn't forgotten that one. Look, I like the points here in the Sun Belt Championship. I think this one goes down to the wire. All right, let's go to the NFL. Unless you got a, you're you done with college football now? I am done with college football. All right, all these picks you'll be able to watch it. This uh, video will be linked there as well, up on Outkick. What's your favorite NFL pick coming up for the weekend? Oh, Clay, you're gonna love this. Of course, it is your Tennessee Titans. How can it not? Oh no, I love this team. Uh, last week they got the benefit of uh, beating up on the lowly Panthers. I understand that. Uh, but this is actually kind of a sell-high spot for me on the Indianapolis Colts. What did the Colts do last weekend? Oh, that's right. They took care of business at home against an okay Bucks team. They put up almost 400 yards of offense, got two turnovers. Baker Mayfield spent half the day on his back, and they could not convert on third down. Now, again, I understand this Colts team won the first meeting at home, but again, Ryan Tannehill, and oh, by the way, that was with Anthony Richardson as well. What I need from your Titans team is to give Will Levis about half a more second than he's been able to get so that they can get the play action going and run the ball with Derrick Henry because that is going to be the key to winning this game. I like the under here as well, but I can see Tennessee winning this one 21-17. All right, we're in agreement on the under. Um, Colts, Titans, I'm on the under 42 and a half. Uh, I gave my brother-in-law the tickets last week. I'm not sure if my boys are even going to be willing to go watch this game either. I said last week was the sadness bowl. I don't think the Colts are that good. The lines, like you said, close to even. I don't think either team will have much success on uh, the offensive or defensive side. I love the under here. Titans don't have a lot offensively. uh, So the under is the play. We agree on that one. Do you have any other favorite bets? There is a couple other games I'm looking at. That is the only one I've gotten to the window so far, Clay. And that is because last week I got obliterated in the NFL. Uh, not only did it start um, Thanksgiving and losing 
the Lions in uh, Survivor. It continued into the bad beats of the weekend. I had the Bills plus three. That was really fun, let me tell you. And then I had the Chargers plus three and a half. Thank you, Zay Flowers, for that one. So I'm dipping my toe in the water in the NFL this week, but I'm treading very lightly because, hey, when you're running cold, you got to kind of preserve that bankroll. Make sure that you're not just firing away at games. It is still the NFL, and it is still really tough to beat. So a couple other games that I am looking at, I am looking at the Packers. Now, I know that that sounds kind of crazy with this team coming off what we'll call their Super Bowl. That's right. They just beat the Lions, as I mentioned, on Thanksgiving. But here you have a Chiefs team laying six, six and a half on the road. And why is it seven and a half? Oh, that's right, because the bookmakers don't want to get throttled by every single teaser possible. I think this line is actually still a little bit too high. I made the Chiefs a four and a half point favorite. I do think they win the game, but I don't think this Chiefs team is that explosive offense we've seen in the past, right? They've been nails to the under, right? So look at this from an under perspective. Total sitting here at 42. Would any of us be surprised to see it be a 21-20 somehow final? Kansas City squeaks out a win. I would not. I like this Packers team. What we've been able to see from Jordan Love to be able to move the ball, especially against this Chiefs defense. Oh, by the way, who does Kansas City have on deck? Oh, that's right, the Buffalo Bills. All right, uh, I'm on the Cowboys. This is Thursday night, right? Seahawks on the road. Uh, that's tomorrow. I already bet them. I bet them early in the week. The Cowboys' offense has been on fire against bad and mediocre teams, with the exception, certainly, of the Cardinals. I like the Cowboys minus the 7.5. Now, I'm looking right now. That number has been bet out all the way to 9. Uh, on Monday, I popped out Cowboys 7.5. Are you riding with the Cowboys, or are these numbers getting too expensive for you, Kelly? I would have loved to have teased the Cowboys on Sunday when the line came out, but you're right, Clay. I blinked Monday morning, and that was gone. By all means, should Dallas be able to beat up on this really poor Seattle team, right? You have the Seahawks on Thanksgiving. They just got obliterated by the Niners. That was so abysmal of a performance. I got to go to bed at halftime. It was wonderful. Uh, because it was such a bad day for me. I was just like, you know what? I don't even need to see another second of this horrendous team. I actually wouldn't be surprised, though, to see a backdoor cover from the Seahawks. Dallas, with the Eagles on deck, might get caught looking ahead here. Now, both teams well-rested. I know the primetime unders have been well, but what have we seen from Dallas lately? This offense has been very explosive against a mediocre Seahawks defense. I kind of like the over, too. Uh, I'm on the Chargers' pats. The Patriots' offense is so bad. Um, I didn't think that six points was – I thought it was too many to take the Chargers, given what they typically do all year uh, long, which is just humiliate and embarrass all of their fan base. Uh, But I do love the under here. I just don't think the Patriots can score any points. Uh, I took the Lions. I'm with you, Kelly. I lost Thanksgiving like a lot of people did. Betting on the Lions, sitting at eight and two, best record since 1962. My wife's from the Detroit area, uh, and uh, all her family was around, and we were celebrating the Lions, and they just came out and got absolutely wrecked. But I think they bounced back against the Saints. Do you like either side there uh, as uh, as we run through the Outkick NFL six pack? I don't know if I can trust Detroit to be honest with you, laying points on the road here. Uh, but I can definitely tell you, I do not trust the Saints, and that is one of these teams that I'm not sure what we're ever going to get on any given Sunday. So I will side with you and say Detroit 
wins in a bounce back, do they cover? Uh, I think it's going to be a field goal type situation here. Um, I've got the Falcons, Jets, the under, um, and the 49ers, Eagles, in what is probably the game of the weekend. I've got the over. Do you feel strongly about either of those games? By the way, just to re reiterate the outkick six-pack, Cowboys set minus uh, minus the points, uh, the under in Chargers, Pats, Lions minus the points, Falcons, Jets, under, 49ers, Eagles, over, and you and I agree uh, you like the Titans uh, outright there. I like uh, the under in the Colts-Titans game, but do you have a strong lean in 49ers, Eagles, or Falcons, Jets? Yeah, I liked it, the Niners, but I have liked betting against Philadelphia all season, Clay, and uh, it has burned a giant hole in my bankroll. As I mentioned, I got very, what I would call fortunate to get a push somehow with the Bills. Uh, probably should have scored a touchdown, probably should have never went to overtime, but I digress. Jake Elliott, massive field goal to go to overtime last week. Kudos to him. I would not be surprised to see something wonky happen in this game. It has all season long in Philadelphia games. They are this year's Philadelphia, or excuse me, uh, Minnesota Vikings. We're going to see San Francisco has not fared well historically against the Eagles, just two and nine against uh, the spread in their last 11 games. But I have a feeling Brock Purdy has this one circled. If you remember last year in the playoffs, he exited early. Then they had no backup quarterback, and he's out there with one arm, basically handing the ball off, just trying to survive. I like San Francisco in this one. I cannot play the Jets. This is one of those spots where I would love to play the Jets because why we have seen really poor backup quarterbacks just go off against this Atlanta defense. Uh, I kind of side with you on the under here, but Atlanta, yeah, they got it done for me last week. I'll say that much. Plus the two, my buddy texted to me late. I said, fine. B.J. B. John Robinson finally had that breakout game that everybody has been anticipating. Uh, but I lean towards the under with you on that one. Uh, all right. Any last gifts for the people that you might have on this Wednesday right at the end of November as we get ready for NFL Week 13 and conference title game pick week in uh, the college football? If you can find a teaser, uh, you can tease the Jags and the Titans still. I would be doing that. That is probably my favorite spot of this weekend. And because I did bet Niners money line, uh, because I missed the two and a half and it's pretty much three everywhere. I came back and I teased Jacksonville with the Eagles because why wouldn't the Eagles get in that back door of a teaser and keep it within a touchdown? Of course they will. Kelly Stewart, a.k.a. at Kelly in Vegas on Twitter. Appreciate all of you. We'll be back next Wednesday breaking down NFL Week 14. See if she finally has a pick yet in Army-Navy, the final college football regular season game of the year. We appreciate all of you, and we will be back with you on The Fade next Wednesday.